Last week was the penultimate episode and in a shock ending. It was Rita versus Jimbo. Who the hell was going to go home? Jimbo went home. That left us with the final top three. It's the final episode of Drag Race Canada. Let's do it. Welcome to the Drag Race Recap Show for Canada's Drag Race Season 1, Episode 10, Finale, entitled You Wear It Well, Sashay One Way, You Wear It Well. <laughs> As always, do not know any of the lyrics to a RuPaul song. I have to listen to them like 5,000 times. <laughs> <laughs> One thing we both do know is who we are. My name is Ben. My name is Fraser, like Razor. Fraser Light Razor, you may know us from a podcast called You're Welcome, America. You're welcome. Every episode of that podcast, we translate British pop culture for America. I was drinking wine. At American Pop Culture Reported. <laughs> so check that out. Give us a Google in all the pod shops. You find us on Instagram. It's You're Welcome, America. But you know what? We're not talking about that today. Oh, no. The oh. two of us are back together for the final time to talk about the Drag Race Canada finale. Okay, before we do... Let's just let's just get us all up to speed. So, in the final challenge, the queens must write and record a remix of RuPaul's You Wear It Well. The queens will debut their track on the main stage with a show-stopping, lip-syncing song and dance extravaganza. Yes, and the final main stage, the category was Coronation Eleganza, uh, their very best drag. And then we also had the Eliminated Queens uh, walking the runway and reliving the season and, you know, to wish the top three good luck. And then after a three-way lip-sync battle for the crown, Priyanka is crowned the first winner of Canada's Drag Race. My favourite. And that's it for the podcast. We'll see you. Oh, that's just a joke. Still never been to Canada. Goodbye. Still not been to Canada. Uh, So, shall we get into it? Let's bloody get into it, my friend. Let's let's bloody do it. So, we are back for the final time in the workroom after Jimbo's elimination. So, for the final time, I'm going to sing the coming back into the workroom after the elimination song. Please do, please do. That was great. That was Thank great. you. Thank you very much. I felt really nostalgic listening to that. Really <laughs> yeah, nostalgic. The last time you're going to hear that for a while. Yeah, that's nice. Okay, <laughs> so um, Rita, of course, Jimbo went. So Rita, um, who was also in the bottom two, read the mirror message from Jimbo. And it said, life is the... Tr- Actually, sorry, you should be reading this in Jimbo's voice. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I haven't practiced my Jimbo. Hang on. I haven't. I, I normally do like a line to get myself into it. Oh, hey, hey, I'm Jimbo. Okay, okay, okay. I'm there. Life is the true drag competition. Be real. Spread your legs. Uh, uh, spread love and win. XOXO. Jimbo. That was lovely. Oh, I have to. I do like a full thing with my body. I feel like I've never seen it before, but I've just seen it like, reflected in the window. I did like a full thing. Just oh, yeah. We gyrate back and forward a little yeah, bit. Yeah. We should, we should say just real quick uh, where are you? I'm not in Canada, but I am in the Canada of the United States, and that is Idaho. <laughs> A wild location to be in for the final mm. of Drag Race Canada. Where are you? And I'm, I'm in your house. <laughs> what are you doing in my house? You're in my house slash the You're Welcome America podcast studio. That I am. is where you are. I'm drinking wine at your kitchen table in your empty house. Deal with it. Right, look, I'm happy for you there just to, you know, look after the trinkets and, you know, just, just keep the... Keep the scatter cushions, you know, in check. Scattered, of course. <laughs> so this is, uh, they kind of, they sit down and as as ever, Priyanka's just kind of like 
fully in producer kind of dream mode oh. where she's like let's sit down and really just get to the bottom of it she asks all the best questions but um she she <laughs> like where she talks directly to her paper skirt saying that it's responsible for one of the most like legendary michelle visage reads of all time which i thought was funny mm-hmm. and you're absolutely right pranko is very much like let's talk stats yeah like, 100% look let's talk stats and catch up exactly where each and every one of you are in this last episode of drag race canada it was like okay priyanka's doing her job as per <laughs> yeah and then um it was this point that rita was like i have been uh, bottoming for the last two weeks and uh i do not like to bottom <laughs> do you get it it is a joke about sex um, or as they call it in in France or French speaking countries, it's not top and bottom; it is passif or active. Do you, know that from, do you know that from Grinder? I do actually. <laughs> <laughs> from one time I went to Paris, so yeah, deal with it. That's culture. That's culture right there. Okay, um, Rita was saying also at this point that you know she's a witch because she had sung. It was earlier on. Uh, in the season, like Team L E M O N ain't gonna make it to the end, and so yeah, she's calling back, to, calling back to the girl group challenge, isn't she? I was trying to think it, and I couldn't, I couldn't remember the how it was like Team L E M O N not gonna make it till the end. Ooh, that, that was, was uh, that was rough. I don't wait to uh, fix that in my session with Ralph and that handsome man at the uh, at the computer later. Oh, we'll get there. Okay, so talking of stats, um, so obviously we've got Scarlet Bobo, Rita, and Priyanka left. So Scarlet Bobo, by this uh, point in the competition, she's had one maxi win from last week, but she's never been in the bottom or lip synced. Okay, fair enough. I mean, she also mm-hmm. had that mini challenge win, didn't she, from that pop- the puppet episode, was it? Yeah, no, I'll never forget. <laughs> never forget that puppet episode. <laughs> um, and then Rita... By this point, she's won three maxi challenges, or challenges, but she has been in the bottom twice. And then Priyanka has won two maxi challenges and has also been in the bottom twice. Yeah, that's just some, that's just stats. That's math. For I feel you. like if you if you really crunched those numbers, as they as they point out, it's kind of like pretty even. Like like Rita has won the most maxi challenges, but also the bottom two twice thing kind of brings her down. Whereas Bobo's only got one, but never lip sync. Yeah. They're kind of, it puts them all to a nice, like even playing field, which from a TV perspective is fabulous. Totally. I mean, they're all incredibly different. I think later on, maybe it's Rita says, you know, one's the pop star, one's the rock star. And one is the French chanteuse. Was the French Canadian, French Canadian diva. Oh, that's what it was. That's what it was. So yeah, it feels, it is, look, it's a pretty good top three. I mean, I do, I do still think that Jimbo should be in there. And let's just say Jimbo makes quite an impression later on in the episode. (laughs) Yeah, Jimbo is back. (laughs) Um, Also, at this part of the show, um, there's that kind of weird running in circles bit where like three of them are holding hands, just like, 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 I don't know, child killers from a horror movie. Yeah, I I made a note that, (laughs) these are my exact words, this is the most demented de-dragging of the whole season. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it is like de- everyone's very delirious yeah it was everyone was demented like rita was like rolling around on her back on that table like ripping her like ripping her shoes off and then like ripping those horns off her head and then they like cut, would cut to like priyanka was like smearing her makeup around her face with like a wipe looking insane I, it was just it was the most demented they've been so far for sure mm-hmm. and then 
Anything else you want to add in there before we before we really get into the show? Absolutely not. You caught me trying to drink wine in secret again. <laughs> what are you like? Well, I'll tell you one thing that I do want to point out. Did you notice the opening titles? There's some fireworks. <laughs> no, I didn't. Did you notice that? Like, I'll tell you I what, didn't. that the CG the, the Drag Race Canada CGI team had been busy and they well, just shoved in some fireworks. That same team, you know, a different team, sorry, same work ethic was the special effects. <laughs> There was the sound effects team oh, well, for that well, opening. Uh, 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 that uh, opening just alone, it was like. It's like, why is a trolley going past? It was like, hold on. They kept, Foley. they kept on using the sound effects, which I've just written Gleam sound effects, very gem. It was yes. very like. It was yeah, used a lot all of, the time. A lot of gleaming gem ones. Yeah, everyone. At one point, I'm not going to go too far down the road, but at one point, they full they fully gave our squirrel friend Trace. They gave her the noise of a squirrel eating nuts. It was literally like. <laughs> do you think? Do you think the sound effects team were like, right? We've got we've got fifty Canadian dollars left. We got to yeah. we got to use it all. I think like, I think every sound effect left a, in this bucket. Let's just di- let's just divvy it out for sure. They had like they were they had an excess. They were like, oh, we didn't spend as much as we thought we were going to. <laughs> And do you know what? If you don't use it, you lose it. It's not going to roll over to next season. Let's let's get them all out. Right. The next day. Top three are back. I like Priyanka's uh, shirt. I don't remember Priyanka's shirt. But it's really I, cute. What, what was it like? Talk, talk to me. It kind of looked like a like a, a crayon, like a kid's crayon box that exploded on it in a really tasteful way. Oh, yes. I'm looking at it right now. I agree with all those things except the word tasteful, but that's fine. Um, I will say that I don't know if you noticed the music at the beginning of this part of the episode. Now, shout out to our You're Welcome America and UK fans. It was very Talisa Young. It was very yes. like a kind of uh, a vocal, not a vocal, uh, instrumental club mix of Talisa's hit number one single, Young. Yes. <laughs> such a niche, such a niche reference, but those who know, know. <laughs> if you know, you definitely know that phrase was invented for situations such as these. Um, also, I will say in general, do you not think in this, this top three, I keep on stumbling and I don't know whether to say final three or top three, because I know I was very vocal in previous episodes about yeah, what to Very angry them. about it. Very <laughs> angry about it. And I'm really tripping myself up. Hope the sound effects team have got a, a noise for that trip that I'm going to do. Yeah, um, it's like someone falling down the stairs. And then the birds above my head as I've just hit my head. Um, do you not think the vibe in general at the top of the episode was just so joyful? Mm. Do you know what it was? It was... It was that nice thing, especially about this this show. And I think the UK one was, they had a little bit more drama, but like, this has been pretty drama free in terms of the, the conflicts. Like they've been so light. So it's because of that Canadian kind of stereotype. So it did feel like that they were just three people who were just so happy and actually like each other and like got on well. And I don't know, that's what I just felt like. It was like a very positive finale. Like there wasn't that like horrible tension hanging over it that there have been in previous like finals where there's you know maybe a villain has made it to the final but mm-hmm. yeah it just felt it felt sweet and then anyway so this is um actually Priyanka does her amazing thing where she she again does a lovely little wrap-up of the final three so she says Rita Bagger is the French Canadian diva and um, been doing drag forever <laughs> Scarlet Bobo is the punk rock queen who stands for her community and is a huge activist and then obviously in true Priyanka style just says 
what am I even doing here? And it's like, well, it's because you're a goddamn star. That's I why. know. It was like, <laughs> nice of you to say. That's like, yes, sweetie. But honestly, yeah. you're fucking amazing. So just, nice, you know. Nice try. try. <laughs> yeah. Don't try that shit with us, pre. Hey? Hey? Um, <laughs> so then Rue comes on the screen and she says, our top three queens, Priyanka, Rita Baga, Scarlet Bobo. When you're good, you're good. But when you're bad, you're sickening. One final challenge stands between you and the crown. Soon all of Canada will know if you wear it wear well. It well. <laughs> and uh, I, I like that because that's the first time that Rue said their names out loud, isn't it? Yes, but did you notice the way they cut it? So clearly yeah. Rue had like shot this 12 yeah, months ago absolutely. and had gone, Priyanka, <laughs> Alona, <laughs> yeah. Rita Baga. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't one cut. It kept on like cutting in between. But do you know what? Only us would notice that because I don't know if we mentioned it before, but we are television producers. Oh, yeah, we're producers. What we produce is gold. TV gold, especially now in an age where TV is really popular and people love watching TV. <laughs> TV's not on the decline. The YouTube doesn't exist. People, people don't watch anything on their phones. Anyway, what are we talking about now? We're talking about Drag Race Canada. So Brooklyn pops into the room. Now, I will say Brooklyn uh, definitely, definitely, he's had his hair done before this. Like, it was very sharp. Don't know if you noticed that. I'm, I've got a, I've got a, a thing for Brooklyn Heights, I'm afraid. It's, it's happening. I'm fully, like fully into brooklyn i'm actually going to send you a picture right now that i screen grabbed from brooklyn heights instagram just to like really oh. prove that point it's a very intense it, picture okay you send it to me and i will describe it for the listeners well it, it, this is going to fly all the way to idaho so i don't know it's going to arrive an hour later is it mountain time In mountain time mountain time oh no it's come through i will say it is a picture um of brooklyn not looking like himself at all um so that's something it's also the filter on it is so strong that he might not have a nose in this picture um, he does look like a, a waxen a waxen kind of sex doll but i like it yeah that's a very deep um very deep shirtless not shirtless very deep sleeveless top that he's wearing in fact it's so deep it goes it goes below the photo <laughs> out frame. of frame out of frame <laughs> Anyway, I liked um, I liked Brooklyn's look. That suit and the kind of I thought it was like very like, hey, I'm fun, I'm young, I'm sporty, I'm casual, but I'm still a little bit serious, you know. How did you feel about them doing another recording song and dance number situ for this episode? Um, I mean, it's it's classic Drag Race finale, so I felt good about it. Okay, just checking in again. I'm the novice racer over here. You've been many times around the track, so yeah, just wanted your like, opinion. I'd be very, I'd be very like unnerved if because this, this is very kind of this is normally what they do on other seasons, like American seasons. They would do this as the last episode, and then they would crown the winner in a live finale mm. the week after. And then this is actually they used to do this is kind of how they used to do it before they got to the live finale. So again, kind of has that like nicer throwback feel to it where you're not having to like stress about obviously because they can't do a live finale anyway but like do you yeah mean, like, just do you mean back to basics i do mean back to basics <laughs> that's an engine swing it all around candy man candy man oh my god this this recap is going to be five thousand years long okay so full of beans and ideas and wine oh my god i just sloshed some wine on your kitchen floor with that's that okay, that's okay but do wipe it up immediately Okay, so Brooklyn has come into the, the workroom. Love that navy suit. Fraser's into her. Anything else yeah. you want to add about Brooklyn appearing <laughs> there? Because you're the oh. one who's got the hearts. 
No, no, I've, I've got more to say, but they'll come along later. Um, okay. So, yeah, this is this is very kind of classic, uh, yeah, classic finale episode. They're going to be, uh, you know, they're going to be debuting their track on the main stage with the show-stopping, lip-syncing, song and dance extravaganza. Um, yeah, so it's it's very kind of classic. They'll do the, it means that we know we're going to see dance rehearsal, we know we're going to see vocals and Normally, it would be a the tic tac the tic tac lunch with Rue, which is kind of classic, mm-hmm. uh, where they would sit down and talk with Rue, which then became go on the podcast with Rue and Michelle, which was always very funny. They would just set up a, a fake podcast studio on the main stage with microphones not plugged into anything and pretend that they were talking on the podcast. And um, for this one, it's going to be a one on one interview with Jeff and Tracy, Trace, oh. Jeff and Trace. Thank God Trace is back. Now, there is an elephant in the room. Shout out to Alexandra Burke in the UK. The elephant in the room is the lack of Rue. Before we go to the commercial break, I just want to bring this up. Now, obviously, Rue is not going to appear in this episode because otherwise she would have been teased in like yeah. last the coming up in last week. So how do you feel about Rue not being in this episode? Um, I I'm fine with it. I think it's... I think this show is strong enough to stand without her. And I, you know, I have my feeling about the fact that I don't even think she needs to moving forward, even do the video messages for this show. I feel like they should just, well, you know how I feel. I I want them to just let Brooklyn be RuPaul, let Brooklyn take that position, bring in Trace as a full-time judge, have her and Jeff be rotating and then have a guest judge every week. And Brooke does all of the, all of the hosting and does all of the stuff that Rue does. She she can do it. She's I think she's proven that she can do it. She's great. And obviously have Stace on a throne. Yeah, exactly. I I I just think that that's what they should do. But you know, okay, I can't. I hear you. One thing I would have liked in this episode, and this would never have happened, but if Rue had just like appeared, even just like suddenly walked into the the workroom and just given a quick thing of good luck and then just fucked off. But here's the thing. If they'd managed to like fly Rue up to, you know, whatever part of Canada they were in, they would use her properly. Yeah. And yeah, you can't, you can't just tease her and then not use her like Chekhov's gun, Chekhov's drag race, drag queen. Mm. Anyway, shall we take a little commercial break? Let's do it. Bye. Okay, and we are back. So, Drag Race Canada, final episode. All the queens, all three of them, they're having a bit of rehearsal for the Maxi Challenge. They're rehearsing for the big song and dance extravaganza to You Wear It Well. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, we get a bit of kind of workroom kind of that it's them trying to do their lyrics in the workroom before we kind of hit all of the rehearsal time. So, you know, Rita's feeling like some kind of way because Bobo and Priyanka did such a good job in the kind of, you know, lip sync extravaganza challenge from the first, you know, first time around. So I think she's feeling a little kind of insecure, but the thing is, is that they're also feeling the exact same way about Rita because she's proven that she is very much the Chanteuse like the elusive Chanteuse Mariah herself. Mm-hmm. She's got the range. She's got that range. Uh, pr- meanwhile, Priyanka needs a, theo- the theoris, a thesaurus. Um, <laughs> Scarlet wants to write some fun, upbeat lyrics. Cool. 
duh. It's like, I want to write some fun up the lyrics. I know. Yeah, I know. Okay. She, we all Scarlet. Come on. She, she was, yeah, she had some tough moments in this finale. I have to say, in general, Scarlet is my reaction to everything Scarlet done, everything Scarlet's done and is doing is basically that emoji that just has that kind of gritted teeth smile. Right. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, yeah. okay. Do you know what I mean? Don't love, yeah. don't hate. I'm just grinning and bearing it. Yeah, I yeah, I know. I hear you. <laughs> so should we get into the kind of uh, maxi challenge kind of structure, which is all these different recordings? So the first kind of thing they do is is the recordings of the song and the interviews, and they kind of intercut them all together. So we kind of go person by person to to each little bit. So we start with uh, Madame Baguette singing with the Ralph doing her little part for the song. You wear it well, uh, you know, as I do. Now here, I have to say, I this made me very excited about Rita's rap because she was just, she was being insane here, wasn't she? <laughs> she was all over the place. What did she call herself? Alien actress. <laughs> she, and Ralph was saying she had to enunciate more. And they just did that shot of her just going, alien actress, alien <laughs> Actress. For, foreshadowing, <laughs> foreshadowing a look, foreshadowing oh, yeah. the final look. Well, was it an alien? Was it Princess Fiona from Shrek? <gasps> Had not thought about that. We'll get to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but importantly, good old Ralph, our old mate Ralph in the puffer and the midriff, um, she's helping uh, Rita. Well, she was really pushing Rita to do yeah. the three-part harmonies, wasn't she? Yeah. I actually felt like she, Ralph in general, was like, Maybe it's because she had more time with them because it's three of them. It felt very hands on. Like hands on. Well, it felt. I guess maybe this is also that thing of like, by the time they've reached this point, they want to lift all three of them up as much as possible because nothing makes the finale better than everyone being at their best. So it's kind of maybe it's edited like that as well. So it's kind of a little less. There's obviously some fun poked at them during the rehearsals, but like it's a lot more kind and supportive than it would be if this was like that challenge you know right at the beginning of the show it'd all be like bum notes and people being like oh i can't do it mm-hmm. hey yeah. did you notice in that rehearsal room um well a couple of things i want to point out in fact i'm going to take a picture of one thing and send it to you but did you notice that they'd covered up on like the speakers in the background they'd covered up the <laughs> yes. logos of whatever kind of it was like Zen heist or whatever the speaker is and they come up with little rainbow flags I really liked that. I thought it was a really lovely piece of art, uh, piece of work from the art department, actually. I mean, that art department, we've got to do like a moment of, I was going to say silence, but I hope they haven't died because I want them back for season two. Yeah, 100%. They, we'll, we'll do a list of thank yous at the end and we'll just remember to thank them. <laughs> um, okay, just a picture winging its way from Idaho to you. Because um, obviously in that room, in that rehearsal room, um, was uh, Ralph, um, Rita, and there were two other people. Now, can you tell me those two other people are in that picture I just sent you? Oh, yeah. We have the handsome mustachioed man and another chair. We do have another chair, but also we have his bottle of water. You know, oh, just yes. that? Looks like a baby's bottle. It's like a baby's bottle of water um, at the leg of the table. He's just popped on the ground. Clearly, the producer's and gone, want that out of shot. So he's just popped table, on the ground. That table stinks of Ikea. Do they have Ikea in Canada? It stinks of it. Stinks of Ikea. Slash. Reeks of Ikea. Slash like a conference room in a hotel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yikes. Yeah. Trestle. It's a trestle. Well, trestle. They don't call it that in in America, a trestle table. Don't know what they call it in Canada. And you certainly don't because you've still not been. Um, Okay. Next up, 
Um, so that was Rita Baga doing her recording. We went into Boa's chat, didn't we? Boa? Uh-oh. Still can't get that name right. Bobo. <laughs> but do you know what? Do you know what? It's because you've got Uh-oh. Boa on the brain, isn't it? But do you know what? I know who we we got to give a shout out to producer Bria Zeva, but she's written Boa's chat here on our notes. You notice that? Where? Rita Baga record. Oh no, it's my notes. Oh my God. I can't believe I was just rude about producer Brie and I'm wow. actually, I should be rude about myself. Shit. Drag her. I was wow. dragging producer Brie through the dirt. If for the remainder of this episode, my sound quality is incredibly bad and I, and it's edited really, you know, not kindly to be- me. It's just going to be me talking to myself, isn't it? <laughs> That's because producer Brie will be taking revenge on me trying to drag her through that dirt. <laughs> anyway, so Bobo's goes in for her interview with Jeff and Trace. Trace looked stunning. She was bewiggled to uh, within an inch of her life. She looked amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I actually, I actually thought this was a nice dynamic with those two. It was a lot kind of less performative, which is obviously where Jeff has been going wrong in this whole kind of experience. And I know, again, we talk about how he can't control what was already recorded but i felt like it was a much like more human side of him in this little chat and i think that's because trace is also such like a they seem to have a really good dynamic those two so i really liked this little kind of interview segment i thought it was done handled very nicely so they they just ask her like how she's doing you know she says it is the olympics of drag but she feels like she's grown a lot you know when she first arrived she said she was second guessing herself and making that mistake of kind of getting too close to people and just kind of becoming part of a little clique um and then you know trace does one of the most heavy-handed segues she's she's a (laughs) hard-hitting journalist isn't isn't yeah exactly but because she's because she's so charming and so damn nice it literally well i mean they make a point of it don't they bobo is literally like oh i see what you're trying to do you're trying to make me cry and i'm going to (laughs) where she asks about her mom 100% 100% yeah uh, because as we know from previous episodes particularly last week uh, Bobo and her mom are like besties yeah. Um, so yeah it was very much like here's the question that I'm going to ask to try and make you cry yeah um, yeah. Just really uh, one in many sidebars uh, of this whole episode but whenever someone says that their mom is their best friend do you know what I think about? Don't trust them I know know exactly what you think about you think about the Oscar winning movie Spice World the movie from 1997 (laughs) where where Victoria is dressed as Baby Spice and doing an impression of Baby Spice says my mommy's my My best friend friend." and she does a shush and it's all set to um, Saturday Night Divas the song from the Spice World album get down get deeper and down let's just just move on from that but I agree this whole scene and these interviews in general had like such a lovely mellow vibe it was like no one's performing everyone's actually talking as like human beings they're not performing for the cameras and it felt really lovely yeah yeah absolutely okay then we get into uh, Priyanka's recording we did Priyanka's recording of Priyanka you know I think the standout moment from this was just her like flirting with uh, the mustachioed producer to be honest do not blame her very handsome man mm-hmm. 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 um how did how did Priyanka get on remind me she she was fine. She she was just obviously being very charming and funny. So I think that was the main focus of her scene. It was her just being like, I need all your help that I can. And then she was like, am I a singer? Like when she'd done it. And then, you know, they, I think they did it. I think they were doing kind of a bit of a sneaky job of covering up a lot of her recording because of her verse being 
more of a surprise for the performance. So I felt like they downplayed Priyanka's, uh, that part of it. And I also think they gave her way more time on the interview than they, they did on her rehearsal thing. Do you think? Mm, interesting. What was this call back to Miss Cleo she did? Well, that's in her lyrics of her song. Hear me now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I, I apologize if that was cultural appropriation or not appropriate for a white oh gay guy God. from Scotland to do that. I do apologize. I, am I was dying. just taken over by the spirit of Miss Cleo. That was very funny. <laughs> <laughs> My Lord. Uh, so what happened next? Oh my god, I'm sweating. Okay, next was um, Madame Bagger sat down for her little chat with um, with Jeff and Trace. Yeah, and I thought this was also really sweet. Just, I just love I love Rita Bagger so much. She's so engaging, and I just could listen to her talk about anything. Yeah, she just yeah no she's she's a she's a wonder, and also I I loved how they were talking about how. You know, she came into the competition. Um, she hadn't really opened up or given much about herself. Um, mm. But slowly, you know, over the weeks, she's you know revealed a bit more and more, which is important because she she didn't give it all away at the beginning. She, there's always yeah. a bit of intrigue about Rita Baga, I would yeah. say, you know. It's, and it's a really, like, smart and very, like, kind of grown up and sophisticated tactic to play or, or a way to be it's very it's not very young person going onto a tv show it's it's yeah it's a very mature way to act which is wild for a reality show you know mm-hmm. and also she like her face doesn't give much away you know yeah. what i mean she does facial expressions but you never know if she's about to cry laugh you know i don't know she's yeah she's a she's certainly an interesting one um it's yeah. here that she also talks about the fact that you know, she came on the show. A lot of the queens are from Toronto, and she didn't know how far she was going to make it as a, a French speaker. Um, but she's super proud to be French Canadian, Canadian, and from Montreal, which is very much you know who she is and a huge part of her story in this season. Yeah, and and she, I thought she she did a good thing where she sold herself very well in, at the end of it, just before they kind of went away, where she said like, "I have done everything." She's like, "I shaved my head, I painted myself this, I've done this, I've done that." Like she she showed it you know she said it and she'd shown it which i i thought that was a nice little kind of little push at the end if and, you um, always you always say when you're giving out advice say it and show it don't you oh yeah so it's actually an age-old like family saying we'd just be like say it and show it you've got that york family crest that yeah. just says say it and show it yeah <laughs> do you do you have a family crest of course not okay <laughs> That's for you. That's for you, white people up in the, the the highlands of Scotland. Not for my people, right? So, uh, <laughs> like, I'm an, and then, I'm an Idahoan now. That's true, and you did a Miss Cleo impression. So, who knows where you're from now? <laughs> anyway, um, and yeah, Jeff Jeff rounded it out on a lovely note. I thought where he just kind of said, "Thank you for giving us the opportunity to fall in love with you," and that really, I I, I was very kind of high emotion when I watched this and uh, I just I was very touched by Rita's interview I, I I love her so much and I kind of agree with Jeff that mm. we have fallen in love with her and also just shout out to uh Rita's pleather matrix look which also oh, well, well yeah I was gonna say we'll do a head-to-toe discussion of the outfit when we get to the dance rehearsal very very into it okay next up we're back with ralph and the hot producer and it was uh scarlet bobo's turn to do some recording so she was struggling here because yeah. she could not 
get she could not kind of get in the right key or the right note or whatever. And Ralph was really working hard with her. I will say this moment was very pre-COVID because Ralph and, and ba- Rita Bagger were like, sorry, Rita Bagger, Ralph and Scarlett Bobo were right up against each other, just singing notes in each other's faces. Yeah. <laughs> they, were, they were almost, their mouths were almost touching. And yeah. did you also see in Priyanka's section, there was that whole thing about how there was lipstick on the microphone and he, that guy was adjusting it. And it was all them being like, <laughs> microphones, mouths. It's like, Oh my God. I know. Imagine. Can you imagine? Another time, another time. Um, I know, it's like, will I ever kiss anyone again? Anyway, moving on. So well, then I just want to say that with this, it was interesting because they started to set up that, you know, she wasn't, she was struggling. So maybe she's not, maybe she's not going to be good. Do you know what I mean? Mm, there was like, yeah. they were just sprinkling a few doubts in there, weren't they? Yeah. A little bit of, a little misdirect, another little, a little like, oh, we don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> Next up was Priyanka's chat. I mean, this conversation was much like everything she did in this episode was the winner's conversation. Yeah. It was like, it was like watching, you know, when someone like Michelle Obama is interviewed and it's just such a relief because (laughs) she speaks like she's the most, she's so engaging. Everything she says, you could ask her anything and she'd come up with the most beautiful, eloquent sound by, do you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. It's that thing of like, you know, if you interviewed Michelle Obama, that you'd be able to do all of the solid topics that you need to cover. But you know, if you threw her a fun curveball, she would not give you a boring politician answer. She'd give you like a a very smart and funny real answer, but was also still in control of herself. Oh. So yeah, are you saying Priyanka's the Michelle Obama of drag? Oh, 100%. Always, I've, I mean, always, I've, I've always said that. Listening I, back to the nine other episodes, I said it from day one. I, I I really do kind of, I feel like we couldn't be sp- speaking like more of the same language, to be honest, right now. So yeah. So um, she, she kind of just talked about like learning about who she was on the show and how, you know, having the highs and lows kind of helped her to find her true identity, uh, which I still don't quite know what that means. But hey, uh, she called herself the Hannah Montana of Canada, which again was just another solid fucking piece of like just... She's so smart. Oh, she's so smart, but she's also smart in a way where it's like she could come across really calculating and not fun, but she's smart and also fun and engaging. Like just, well, I mean, this is how she won, I suppose. Yeah. I really love this next section where she was talking about how in the past, well, first of all, she was saying that her dad doesn't know that she's gay, which is a huge yeah. thing. And I really loved, this was such a fascinating insight into being a performer, a gay performer who does drag and has two kind of identities or a stage persona Mm. talking about the fact that in the past you know she would work in the daytime in her kids tv show then in the evening go out and do drag and those were two separate lives she had two different instagram accounts she kept them very separate and her coming in the show was the first time she could have both together as one i thought that was really interesting yeah yeah and that's what i mean about it's like it doesn't feel like a canned, like it doesn't feel like a pre-prepared answer, but it's also very profound and like intelligent and emotionally intelligent. But it, it just, I, I'm astounded by Priyanka. I, I, I really am. There's, yeah. It's very rare when someone comes along, especially on a TV program and is that kind of person like all around. It's, it's wild. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then she rounded it off by saying, just be gay. And she said that was going to be her merch. I feel like between that and like, what's my name? She's got lots of merch coming our way. She yeah, probably, it's probably already out. Happily, I would happily pay for it as well. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Moving on. We go to a dance rehearsal, don't we? We're going to wear it well with Hollywood Jade. Who is he? No one knows. I'm still well, quite right. I'm still pissed off that the first time Hollywood Jade appeared, and everyone's like, and you're going to get choreographed by Hollywood Jade. And everyone went, Mah! and they didn't say anything else about him. They didn't say, like, not. he's choreographed for blah, 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 blah. I was like, I just need one line of context, please. Yeah. Just shoving a Hollywood at the beginning of your name doesn't doesn't sell it to me, okay? Hollywood Fraser. I mean. Hollywood Fraz. <laughs> I'm going to do it. So we come into dance rehearsal with Hollywood Jade and Brooklyn, who, this is where I think happened here. I think that they said, let's do a fun bit where Brooke is in, like, dance rehearsal look and does like a fun choreographed like thing or like does some tricks and does some dance stuff for the girls to like freak them out when they arrive. And that's why she was wearing that full velour tracksuit. But I think all of that stuff got cut. So <laughs> what happened was they arrived and Brooke was just inexplicably in a juicy couture tracksuit and sat on a chair and just watched them and just <laughs> made, made constructive criticism from her juicy, juicy couture tracksuit in a chair. Right? Possibly. The other thing is I didn't I didn't know this, but um I would like if they'd given a bit more context to Brooke, because didn't wasn't she like a ballet dancer? Yeah, she has yeah, she has a full well that's what I think that's what I think got cut. I oh, think I that see, there was I, I think there was a sequence where they came out and Brooke was like doing some stuff in her tracksuit, being like, Oh, I'm just warming up, I'm a dancer. Cause I think that I feel like that was the joke, and I think maybe they just cut that and then just were like, Oh, she's in a tracksuit, no one will notice. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, it was a bit strange. But I will say she gave really great tips and critiques throughout. Yeah, well, no, and, that, and that's the thing. She did her, she did the job perfectly of being like, oh, I'm going to apply my dancer stuff to this section because quite rightly she can. I just felt the velour tracksuit was not referenced clearly enough. But, you know, I feel like this is a very typical kind of choreo scene on Drag Race, which is just like, I'm struggling. I can't get the moves. What am I going to do? That choreography was fucking hard. It was really fast. Yeah, it really is. And they do them such a disservice with the choreo kind of filming segments anyway, because they clearly give them like a whole overnight to learn. Oh, after, after this. Yeah, there's clearly, there's clearly... Uh, rehearsal sessions that happen off camera that are just full just especially uh, maybe might not have reflected so clearly in this one but on american drag race they've kind of especially in all stars they've reached a point where the the final performances or the big group performances are really slick and they clearly have like a lot of dance choreography time whereas they screw them over by being like, I'm going to do the routine, not even at half speed. I'm going to do it at like full speed and expect you just to keep up. So you look like a, a damn fool on television, basically. I think that's a very, very fair point. Yes. Because yeah. clearly they were up all night rehearsing that. Yeah, also, exactly. My top tip, because you do know I am much like Hollywood Jade. Um, I'm actually, I'm actually a universe Ben and I, uh, <laughs> I'm such, I'm, I'm a, a choreographer all throughout the galaxies. And my top tip for this would be, because I know, for example, Rita Baga was struggling. But here's the thing. If you're standing in the middle of a formation, you've got dancers around you, 
do a Britney Spears, do every third move and make sure you get the end move. But in between, do your own thing and own it. Do you not think? Absolutely. There's definitely a way of, you just need to learn the final, huh, like thing. And then you can, you can kind of basically, you need to learn the first one, the middle one and the final one. And then everything else in between can just be like sexy freestyle. 100% first, middle, final. Also in the scene, as we gave, as we're saying, Brooks, you know, sitting there watching, giving notes. Um, there was a great moment where, um, <laughs> uh bobo was like doing her dance and like oh really kind of like not struggling but she was really focusing on it because as we said it was so fucking hard and um she said that brooklyn's (laughs) beautiful snake eyes were burning into her flesh (laughs) yeah i really i that was the that was the the other time in this episode that i got very like horny for brooklyn when they talked about her beautiful snake eyes i would have appreciated just like squinting at them did you want like a rattlesnake i wanted i wanted a full zoom in and like a color change in the eyes i wanted like them to go for it (laughs) i thought that was i that really made me laugh i i made a separate note to talk about that because it i loved it so much but yeah, I think, like you said, Brooke's critiques were very good. It was a lot of like, you're ahead, you're behind. Stop. If you're panicking, just carry on. You know, don't don't show that you're in your head about things. Yada, yada. Very like solid, solid critiques. So that was the end of the dance rehearsals. And as we said, clearly all night, they were up all night rehearsing uh, because they got a lot better. Although, want to flag right now. Okay. In the recording of the music... They were highlighting that uh, Scarlet Bobo was struggling, and in the dance, they were highlighting that Rita Baga was struggling. Yeah, yeah, foreshadowing, mm-hmm. foreshadowing. Next day, back to the workroom. I've just sent you a pic of something the cameras picked up in the studio. Can you read <laughs> it out or describe it to the audience at home? This is a this is a, a beaver wearing a roots uh, a nice roots jumper, which so, is. Yeah. Which is roots in a non-Scottish accent. Yeah, shout, throw back to episode one. So just a, a little cuddly beaver with some beaver teeth just sitting uh, beside some <laughs> curlers in the studio. I didn't notice that. So, <laughs> oh, I will tell you just a fun thing I heard on another podcast. Sorry to don't promote anyone else's work. But they were talking about, uh, it was some queens that had been on Drag Race. And they were talking about, you know how they're always wearing like an earphone when they do all of these uh kind of anything that they have to listen to something mm-hmm. but apparently it's all like radio frequency things so there's one person controlling what everyone can hear in their little earphones because they make it look like they're all attached to like personal ipods, MP3 and, all iPods. Players. Yeah. and they all have to stick up and press play at the same time but apparently it's all like radio like a radio frequency thing almost like a radio mic but, but why somehow with it an earphone what's the point i think it's about not playing the music out loud so they can cut around it right no clue so like they can they can mess with the timeline of it and and mess with the the editing i guess who knows who knows um sorry that was a weird weird diversion so we're back in the workroom for the final time so this is them getting ready to do their their final uh, runway walk and do their final performance so it's kind of feels like a real like wrap up of you know, wrap up of everything, which obviously they leave to the Queen of the North. Well, she, she wants a gossip and a giggle. But before she gets to that, got to say a definite cold day in the studio because they come in wearing all sorts of layers and they're also wearing like pants tucked into like big heavy duty socks. Don't know if you saw yeah. that when they walked in as well. So it's, it's very funny. chilly. It's funny because you just know that like when you watch American Drag Race, it's obviously filmed in LA and I know that they have AC in like whatever studio they're filming in, but like everyone's in... You know, we don't we we barely see like a jumper. Yeah. 
<laughs> we'll see a light a light jacket at best just for like fashion <laughs> uh, so they're all very chilly uh and they all go for a bit of a gossip and a giggle led by priyanka yes she says she feels like she's aged 10 years and then she talks again which is why i like priyanka because she really breaks the fourth wall in terms of she talks about how she can't wait to get her face done and get all star lips which is like such a good classic drag race for drag race reference which is obviously when every girl comes back for all stars their lips are the whole size of their entire face oh i totally didn't pick up on that but that's great yeah. that's, um, she has such a good self-referential kind of knowledge that's what she's really really smart at doing mm-hmm. so they have a little chat about the worst look of the season <laughs> and then they just drag kind through the mud in that little section talking about her um that kind of first time in drag runway that she did where she did the ursula purple makeup yeah it's kind of like a witchy poo look wasn't it which is great that black that black shiny thing and that purple makeup that didn't cover all her skin from memory Mm. yeah Mm. i do i do kind of agree with them that probably was the worst look of the season oh hey oh well i mean it was it was the worst look for the queens but not the worst look on the show, but we won't get into that. Okay, so um, some other highlights. I know they were talking about heritage moments, heritage moments, and Rita's highlight was teabagging Kiara. <laughs> that really made me laugh. She's like, I did it, my highlight was teabagging Kiara. <laughs> they also talked about Snatch Game, and Cleo was still haunting Pre. Do you want to yes. do, you, do, you do your impression, Dan? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> gonna leave you to hang out to dry on Damn that way <laughs> i feel like miss cleo really did haunt this entire episode she was her name was brought up a lot, a lot of times <laughs> she definitely she was definitely there on the on the kind of spiritual plane listening into this episode i did yeah. i did really enjoy though the shape uh the, the throwback to rita doing edith piaf in the oh, snatch game because i'd i'd kind of forgotten you know what i mean yeah. i was like oh my god she's so good yeah she she was my favorite in snatch game i know jimbo was like solid and was was the winner but i liked rita bagger the best because it was i i'm a sucker for like a like a, an old an old lady character like that i guess an old, an yeah. old biddy an old biddy yeah an old biddy. <laughs> an old biddy. yeah and i loved that they i don't know i just think that the three of them had a good they have a good sense of humor about the whole process as well which was nice no one was kind of maybe you know if anyone was going to be the most sensitive it would be maybe bobo but like they they weren't up on their high horse about anything were they they were just kind of they were really shooting the shit in this bit weren't they well, i think also by this point they've all won some things and, yeah, and it's over <laughs> and it's over and they're all in the finals they've got nothing to prove other than winning but you know they're all in the finals so it's a bit like you know everything everything can be everything can be through fun rose tinted glasses by this point yeah exactly and they they talk about you know scarlet um they talk about scarlet winning the puppet challenge and you know she talks about how funny it was jimbo stuffing her puppets uh, cheeks with oh, yeah. uh padding and how she thought it was so funny and yeah they then Priyanka and Scarlett both talk about how much they cried all season which is true <laughs> not as much as Alona moving on um <laughs> yeah so they were kind of saying at this point like any and, and I believed them when they, they they were saying like any one of them could win although yeah so, for sure let's well okay let's just pause one sec any Do, two of them could any win. Any two of them could have won. Okay, fine. Just want to just want to make sure. Well, when we when we talk about that lip sync at the end, 
Oh God, I know. I, I had was... some different opinions about what could have happened based off of that lip sync as I well. I know, I was so worried after that final lip yeah, sync. Yeah, we'll me too. Three way in a minute. Um, so should we get to the main stage? Oh yes. So you wear it well, Sashay Runway, day. So should we talk about just judges looks just oh, real quick? I mean, from another galaxy of gorgeousness, oh. in came Stace. Oh, I mean, I th- I think it's maybe Stace's look of the season. Yeah, I agree. It was exquisite because do you know what it was? It wasn't because it, it was slinky and and kind of understated. It made it even better. It was like, oh yeah, you're basically just wearing a few like scraps of fabric and like a thing tied around your head, and you look like the most exquisite person that's ever walked on this planet and the universe. And also, she, like that little dance she did when she got to the end of the runway, she yeah. did like a little jig. I also, I just, you know, one thing I noticed towards the end of this episode, the lack of makeup she wears yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah. She, she's basically like, this is my face. It's beautiful. The end. <laughs> and, and also as well, I mean, we should say that, you know, bearing in mind, this is a, a, a drag show. I mean, everyone else is wearing the most makeup <laughs> in the world ever. So in reality, you know, she's probably got a decent amount on, but she's just, she's just so naturally stunning. Um, did you, did you see that picture of her in the fifth element? Did you know she oh, was in that movie? Yeah. I think someone put it on the discords. Yeah. That I know. Just, just gorgeous. Just the same. Yeah. Um, who was next on the road? It was Brooklyn, wasn't it? Your, your, your guy, Brooke, your, my girl, my guy. Yeah. I thought Brooke looked amazing. I thought it was a very solid finale look for Brooke. It was like, I feel like she's done the kind of that like big giant orange hair, which was my favorite. She's done those like outlandish looks. And I felt like this was a very good, like finale glam moment, but not too like, not so crazy that she's stealing the focus from absolutely everyone. Yeah. Who was next? Oh, Jeff Aru. In his uh, kind of pilgrim, I actually really, I, I kind of liked his look at this this bit. I'm going to just, I'm going to throw it out there. I'm going to be honest. Okay. I like that big, weird, floppy pilgrim tie thing that he was wearing. I liked his eye makeup. I thought he looked good. The end. I mean, he looked like he was having fun. So that's the main thing. So then came our guest judge for the finale. Ugh. She came back. It was Trace again. Looking resplendent in like a solid, like, just like a solid queen look. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't love this, I have to say, but she can, it wasn't good, it wasn't bad, but do you know what? Trace can do no wrong for me because I just I love felt her like so it was, much. I felt like, I felt like her, her role, when she does become a full-time judge, a rotating judge with Jeff, much like Carson and Ross, I feel like her role is not to be the, the fashion, the fashion plate, you know? She's not the like, oh my God, I can't believe what's Trace going to wear. She's always going to be like a solid, like a solid kind of, I want to use a term which I think is offensive now. So I'm going to say squirrel friend because I think that maybe that might be the the more acceptable term of what I want to say. Oh, I think I know what you want to say. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, the the FH. Like she's Mm -hmm. a solid like FH in the sense of like, she wants to throw on some like spangles and like a fun wig and loads of makeup and have a good goddamn time. And I want her, that to be her role on the show next season, season two. If you're Bring listening it on. Track Bring it on. Okay. Make her for rotating judges. Getting into, oh, actually there was a couple of, before we get into it, there was a couple of fun bits as well. Um, Stace was saying that, you know, you know, she had birthed all the contestants, didn't she? Oh yeah. They did that little kind of. 
that little, hey, should we have a little bit of fun? Yeah, we're just like, oh, <laughs> Let's have a little bit of goddamn fun. <laughs> well, well, you know, just the whole thing. Um, what else did people say there? Um, Something about Jeff tried to claim to be a power top at that point, which I, uh, you know, had to. Uh, <laughs> did you do a Google? Did you go onto the socials? What did you no, do? No, I didn't. I just, I ran out of steam halfway through saying that because I didn't want to. Uh, be mean <laughs> he was he was having fun i thought he was all he was all good um yeah. okay into the performance okay so our three final ladies out they trotted to your wear it well their remix for the new verse i just want to give a shout out to their looks first of all yes. so priyanka was basically dressed as kind of like sasha fierce era beyonce which is very much a touch point for her slash early gaga yes Yes, and actually, I feel like on this show, that point of reference is normally like a bit of like a oh, yikes kind of thing because it seems outdated and kind of not cool. But I, I feel like it works for her. Mm-hmm. She, she just, she's. Do you know what? And and again, this is a bit of a term that maybe isn't so used or allowed anymore. But she, there is something a little bit basic about Priyanka. I'm not going to like, like I adore her, but there is something very kind of basic about her, but it's so lovable. And so, do you know what I mean? You know, when you meet someone, they're like, oh my God, like Gaga is the best thing in the world ever. And it's so, and it's like a blind love for Gaga. I feel like she sort of has that, but she's so, I don't know. She's so lovable and wonderful that I would, I kind of excuse it. And I think actually the judges later on pick up on it when they say that, you know, she's gorgeous She's got an amazing body. She's so talented. She was on TV as a young age. She could be a real asshole, but she just isn't. So for me, anything she does, I'm kind of on board with. I feel like as well, a lot of the stuff she talks about in the final bit of the runway is about her being like accessible and being very much like, oh, people want to see her doing it because then they think they can do it. And I think maybe basic is like a, is a harsher way of saying accessible and for everyone. Totally. Right? But like, but, but I do, but I do I believe agree it. with what you're saying. If she was a different person, she'd be basic. But because she's her, she's lovable and accessible. Oh God, right? she's, God, she's good. Yeah. Should we talk about, <laughs> should we talk about some of the lyrics of her rap? Yes. Oh my God, she's the only one that made me laugh out loud with her segment of the song. Well, it was the the Miss Cleo thing. I it was the bit, yes, it was the Miss Cleo line. It was the bit where she did the. Um, hang on, I had a vision. Miss Priyanka <laughs> read your mind. Call me now. And then when she said, I know you're thinking that call declined. That was just, just stunning work. I was, so I almost self- wish they'd, yeah. sorry, carry on. I, almost, no, I was going to say, I'd almost wish that they'd cut out some of the earlier Miss Cleo stuff in the, the kind of rehearsal stuff, because it was so good that I, I, I but that's, that was me watching it on a second viewing today. So I was just being like nitpicky and I didn't really notice it the first time around, but she, just really good little lyric. Yeah. And also feeding into what we were saying about her being sort of so just lovable. These lyrics are pretty self-deprecating. She's like, you know, talking about just own your best in a paper dress, you know, wear it well, yeah. even when you fell. Yeah. So like she just, she, she gets it. She's so smart. She put she put Wear It Well into her own verse of like of the actual name of the song. Mm-hmm. She referenced everything from the season, which is, again is so smart because it's like it just is it's just really clever. Cause even looking back, I'm not saying she's this calculating, but to reference so many things in your final performance means that they have to keep it in the main show. 
Oh, good point. God, you really are a TV producer, aren't you? I am. What do you like? <laughs> I've been for a while. <laughs> I, I also love the end of a rap, you know, and one last question. What's my name? The fact uh, that like a catchphrase revolves around what her name is. It's just like, oh, such good branding. Because you know I am so a brand, smart. you know I am a brand consultant. Oh, you're a branding expert. Branding expert, Ben. That's me. Yeah. Right. Who was next? This was uh Scarlet was next. So she I liked her look. I thought, I have to say, I thought Scarlett's look was my fave. The best, yes. I, I really agree. loved the kind of glittery jingle jangle fringe that was going on. Yes. Do you notice I that? I do too. Oh, yeah. I thought she was really she, she looked. She looked fantastic in this little performance, actually. I loved her wig. I thought it was just the right length so that she could like, I wish this was a visual medium because I'm doing a really good like jerky head flip. Mm, okay i can imagine that my neck genuinely cracked during that it didn't hurt but it didn't feel good either so yeah and i i think that's very much her aesthetic is that kind of punky punky kind of length of a wig that she can kind of whip around and be like Mm -hmm. and i thought she yeah i I agree i thought she looked she looked really good i agree with you and myself she had (laughs) she uh we're so agreeable and she had sort of curly (laughs) red hair now producer brie says in these notes that she sort of had a madonna look i'm actually going to change that it was more like a demon kylie minogue look do you know what i mean that hair Mm. like a demon kylie pushed to the side in the late 80s early 90s demon kylie mm-hmm. <laughs> and also just shout out to our podcast you're welcome america we are counting down to the really big event uh in november that i know mm. is on everyone's mind and that is the impending release of kylie minogue's new album i know it's never in minds and gotta gotta count down to that okay yeah we we all have to be there for the thing that's happening in november and also you can buy kylie minogue's rosé in the uk and I'm not going to tease too much, Ben, but I am trying to get some of my sources to buy some for me and post it to America. Okay? But we're we're going to need it in November because, you know, with events like that going on, we, we need yeah. we need the support. Um, okay. You, what did you think of Madame Bagger's look? Wait, should we talk about anything in um, Scarlet Bobo's verse before we talk about Bagger? Um, I... <laughs> Yeah, I felt like a lot of her lyrics didn't have anything to do with anything. Mm-hmm. I know, perhaps. anything that's just like, yeah, I know it's a lot of a lot of nothingy lyrics. And I, I and I have to say though, she didn't do she didn't do awful. She didn't do terrible. No. Bearing in mind that she struggled in that record. Do you know what it is? It's that she doesn't touch my heart in any way at all. So like. Priyanka was self-referential and, and bag, you know, Rita Bagger has her thing. And her thing was like, when she's like, kitty cat, kitty cat, meow, meow, meow. What kind of kitty cat are you wearing right now? I was like, I don't know what that's referencing. It's nothing to do with her or her brand. Like phrases like, we're the ones that stomp our feet. We are the crowd. We bring the heat. That That's nothing. Like, anyone could sing that. It's just not personal. Yeah. And I think that was probably her huge downfall of this season was just that there wasn't that connection well, again, you know, I am that branding expert. It's all about that USP. And if you want to learn more, go to brandingexpertben.com and sign up to one of my tutorials. And to learn about USP and then also about the USPS and UPS. And UPS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also, and also, when you sign up, we give away free. Um, <laughs> um, I can't even say it. Um, what those sticks called again? I lost, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> What sticks? USB. (laughs) (laughs) 
to the USP, USP, USB sticks. Yes, 100%. Brandingexpertben.com. See you there. Right. Okay. Um, Moving on to Ruta Baga. Yes, Madame Baguer. I liked I liked Rita's look actually. I feel like what I like about Rita is that she sometimes has a tendency to skew kind of older with her drag, and that's not just because of Edith Piaf, but like she yeah she skews just kind of older classic drag look. And I thought I felt like she looked as cool as she could look in this segment compared to the other two, obviously because they're younger and have more of an edgy kind of style. Yeah, does that make any sense? No, I hundred percent, I 100% hear what you're saying because Scarlet Bobo, yeah, she has that whole kind of punk rock thing. Priyanka is young and gorgeous and like a pop star, and uh, Scarlet Bobo is sorry, and Rita Baga is neither of those things. Yeah, so she's she's she still has more a, classic, more classic. She, I mean, it was really giving very like hocus pocus vibes here for me. Yeah, yes, you're so right. You're so right. I, but I just, yeah, she. I felt like she looked. She fitted. She fitted in with the the look of everyone else, but she didn't look like 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 some you know some older woman trying to dress young, <laughs> which was my worry about this little section. Yeah, it was a bit like. Do you know what it reminded me of? Actually, when she was in the middle, it was a bit like two thousand and two. Three VMAs, Madonna, Britney, Christina Aguilera. We're like, right, right, she's right, right, Madonna. Right. Rita Baga's yep. Madonna in, in the middle, like the kind of yep. the older legend teaching her youngins how to do it. Yeah, That's they're, they're doing their, like, like a virgin thing. Then they all go into how to make it in Hollywood. Yeah. And then <laughs> don't forget, don't forget Missy Elliott appears. Everyone forgets Missy. <laughs> in the neighborhood. Oh my God. I might watch that VMAs performance. I watched... Uh, Madonna doing like a virgin at the VMAs because I was on this like website where they were talking about the first ever VMAs and I watched her doing like a virgin it's wild it's wild in the sense that she has no dancers there's no lighting changes there's no costume changes she literally is on a big cake she walks down and then just rolls around on the floor for the whole song it's, it's it's actually almost boring to watch just because we're so used to things being so crazy. Anyway. Particularly because the last VMAs, the one this week, was basically just like a CGI stroke, you know? Yeah, it was just <laughs> set in space and in our consciousness, like Inception. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rita Baga's rap. Now, she leaned heavily into the French, you know, ah oui, c'est moi, Rita Baga, um, straight into it. How did you feel about this rap? I liked it. I thought, I, I you know, it wasn't... It was very much the medium one for me. It was, you know, Priyanka was the best rap and then she was next and then Scarlett's was the third for me. So yeah, I thought she was great. I, I liked, again, I was waiting for her to say alien actress because <laughs> I heard it so much in the recording. So I liked that. Yeah, I completely agree. She was very much in the middle here for me. Yes, absolutely. Not a laugh, but also like, <laughs> there she is. Also, she's one of those people you just root for. You just always, yeah. I mean, like a rutabaga, you always root for her. You just, you just, she's a good one. <laughs> oh, you got me with that little joke. You made me laugh there. <laughs> that, was, that was a very kind and polite uh, laugh. I no, you, no you, you got me and I liked it. Thank you. Just want to double, just want to double check. So that joke I just did was funny. It was funny. Yes. And my response was genuine. Okay. And it was a laugh. Okay, cool. I did a joke and you laughed. Let's move Official on. response. Okay. So should we talk about the coronation ex- extravaganza eleganza? The realness. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. I love the realness. Realness, <laughs> what you feel. Such a good song. <laughs> so out trotted uh, Rita Baga. Now, I was yes. enjoying this look until earlier in this podcast episode. You basically ruined it for me. 
<laughs> See, I still like the look, but I'm just saying she was dressed like Princess Fiona from Shrek, but we talked around that and pretended that she was doing an alien like goddess look. Whereas I felt like she looked like an alien Princess Fiona from Shrek. And I am not, for the record, not mad at that look at all. <laughs> Stupid into that look. I thought she looked amazing. She did I'm just look saying, amazing. I would have liked what I, I would, would have liked one other thing. I, I for me her hair wasn't big enough. Right. I think for for coronation look, I agree. There was yeah, she just could have because the whole thing was quite sleek. It could have done with a little like thing on top just to give it that like pop for mm. sure. I agree. Because it's like a middle part as well, isn't it? It's like a middle part into like a a Princess Fiona <laughs> mm-hmm. kind of long braid. So yeah, I agree. Just like I would just wear a crown. Yeah. And I know this is not regal or coronation wise coronation like at all, but so the whole outfit's very like engineered. It's a bit like a very glamorous beetle in some ways. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Not yeah. not the music group, because Fraser Fraser and I are not fans of the Beatles. And you will not can't, hear about the Beatles on our podcast. So don't can't name, can't name a single can't name a single song of theirs. Oh, don't bother. Can't, don't bother. Don't just, it's just noise. It's just noise. But um there her outfit's sort of like scalloped and engineered like I don't know, like an inset. How amazing yeah. would it be if she'd pushed a button and giant glittery wings had come up? Yeah. <laughs> you felt like it was like an exoskeleton. Exactly. Thank you. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you mean. It felt like it was one one little push away from being like fabulous. Mm-hmm. Just one little something detail. I can't quite, yeah, something. Now, moving on to the next look, Scarlet Bobo. I'm intrigued to hear what you have to say about this. So, so I hate to, oh no, I'm not going to use that reference point because it's too lame, but like there's, there's definitely, there's definitely something to be said about this outfit when she first walked out. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. That's like screaming yeah, where you are. That's, um, um, that's actually some Scarlet Bobo fans just screaming for justice on the streets of Idaho. <laughs> for, what, for what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so I thought her look. When she first came out and was about to walk down, I was like, oh, wow, okay, I'm interested. And I personally felt that up close, there was a lot of things that were not great. I'm going to use a phrase that, i tell you what, gays, gays and gals, just clench yourself for this. I'm going to use the phrase off the rack. Oh. Here's the thing. This outfit did not fit. And Fraser and I know heavily from watching every episode of The Hills many times over, if something doesn't fit, you just go to People's Revolution and you get some clamps and just clamp it at the back with some clips. And exactly. Do you know what I mean? This outfit didn't fit at all and it pissed me off. And I have to say, the hair and makeup was not good either. Yeah. I Actually, my my issue was the... Actually, my issue wasn't even the fit. My issue was the illusion netting on the arms oh. and like round the back was very like saggy. Yeah, and... but that's fit. That's about fit as well. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're, yeah, you're right. When you're right, you're right. And also it I, it didn't look, <laughs> again, to reference People's Revolution and especially Stephanie Pratt's job there, it looked like it hadn't been steamed. Mm. There was some real, when she was t- showing the back of it and you was doing a lot of like train work, there was a lot of like wrinkles in the in the garment and i was like oh when you when you buy something off the rack you gotta steam it as producer brie knows because i know she's been purchasing things from asos lately gotta steam those brie you gotta get them looking ready okay yeah and i do you know what it was it feels it feels tricky because 
there was definitely that moment where Bobo really hyped up her finale runway look and was like, oh, I've saved the best for last. This is the the showstopper. I would argue that that kind of fur, like 1920s thing that she did, like where she had all her tattoos hanging out, she kind of looked like Dita Von Teese. For me, that was more of a finale look than this was. I would agree. I did appreciate the kind of the pink, the pinky hop, pinky lining underneath and whatever, but it just didn't quite do it for me. Yeah, it wasn't fully there at all. No. Next up, Priyanka. I mean, just, she really picked the right moment to do this. Mm -hmm. It was just so good. (laughs) Just so stunning. And obviously, like, like, let's just, let's just say it and just get, get this part of it said that yes, a reference to someone's heritage is like a beautiful thing to do. And that's part of what made her look beautiful, but goddamn, good. goddamn, Did she just look amazing? Yeah, she did. Oh. She, she, looked, she looked fantastic. And you're right. It is. It is also one of those sneaky things where it's like, you can't really critique my heritage. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But precisely, to be precisely. fair, but to be fair, she looked amazing. So there was no critiquing to do. Essentially. Yeah, exactly. It was like a double, like a double whammy of a, of a, ever serve it was just like yeah i'm representing my heritage and i'm doing it perfectly (laughs) so what are you gonna say (laughs) shall we move into the judges critiques i mean to be honest with you they weren't really critiques at this point because it was just a lot of like compliments rather than critiques. yeah yeah i feel like when you reach this point of the show it's kind of like there's nothing really worthwhile to to kind of pick out of that they just were like yeah they just were kind of like we love you and actually i felt like throughout the rest of this episode there was a real like genuine feeling between the judges and the contestants that they had all been through like a really unique and fun experience together there wasn't that kind of you know drag race is a bit of a machine now and this felt very genuine and real and like we've done this together you know mm-hmm. although just whizzing through the critiques real quick rita baga i think i, I love the fact that brooklyn brought up the padded ass you know for the performance yeah patted that ass and i really loved that rita was saying that you know she came to the competition of baby alien and now she was like an alien goddess and to be fair they they showed like her entry look you know from the first day in the yeah. workroom and her final look and she has yeah she has yeah. really blossomed it was, yeah it's true it was a smart it was a smart thing it was also <laughs> i felt like it wasn't referenced in between <laughs> any of the looks but fine mm-hmm. scarlet <laughs> give it that scarlet bobo yeah, you know, they were saying that she was, you know, high energy, um, used the space. <laughs> oh my God. That's like a really bad, a really bad, like, <laughs> that's like when you get like a, a B minus from, from drama, you know, like your drama class in school. And I'd be like, no, do you know what? I mean, he used he, the space. He used that space well. I mean, what you did in it was trash, but you used it. <laughs> he used the space. He was, he was having a good time. He used the space and he used different levels as well. Yeah. Um, and they, 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 were, they talked about how they liked her train and the kind of the, the look of her final outfit. So. And then also they referenced the fact, I think it was Jeff that referenced the fact that, you know, it's been a slow rise, but she was blossoming at the right time, which is a very fair point. Yeah. yeah. Priyanka. Oh yeah, love it. I love what Jeff said when he said it feels like your batteries got replaced halfway through the season. It's so right. It's like, yeah, she kind of dipped and then suddenly she was like, da, 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 da. Love it. Yeah. She, um, yeah. And I love the fact they referenced sexy Beyonce because, you know, it made me yep. feel good about everything I've been saying. Um, 
And yeah, and Trace at this point as well said that, it, you know, just watching her throughout the season made her feel that, you know, she can do it so effortless. Um, and, and that's something that we'll come into one sec, that Priyanka wants to get across with her drag, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So the big question so, is... Oh God, I hate this bit. Um, oh, do you? Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh do you? Uh, well, actually, I'm going to ask you, Fraser, why do you think you should be crowned Canada's first drag superstar? Okay, as a long-term resident, you know, naturalized citizen of Canada, I've been there my whole life. Mm-hmm. I feel like I should win Drag Race Canada because... I can represent Canada because I can draw from my experience of growing up here and visiting so many times, Saskatchewan, mm-hmm. uh, Regina, mm-hmm. Toronto, mm-hmm. Um, Poutine, Mo- Montreal, Poutine, Mountie. Thank you very much. Oh, God. Same question to you. Oh, shit. Um, I would say that, look, there are many queens out there, but look. there's only one queen that will pronounce canada's number one clothing emporium quite like me and that clothing emporium is roots <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> i love anytime someone starts something with look <laughs> really, really jars you into listening oh shit it's Maybe a real listening. it's a real desperate clutching at straws <laughs> oh my god <laughs> okay so all the queens were asked why they should be crowned canada's first drag superstar um rita yeah. was first up so you know she said she's won the most challenges which is fair enough and she really lent into the fact that she's a bit she's a bit older she's been doing it for 13 years um and she you know she she's got her her french thing going on and she wants to win and do it for the french speakers in canada yeah 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 is it we it was a we we Ah oui, ah, oui. Ah, bien, c'est bon, elle est... Le français au Canada. C'est, oui. Mais oui. Okay, Scarlett. <laughs> so Scarlett did a um, kind of, she, you know, she talks about how she wasn't, you know, pretty enough to be a pageant girl. And that, you know, she, she basically, her whole kind of thing, which I don't know if was completely covered in the season, was that she's very into representation of all different types of performers within like the drag community and like the queer community. So like, you know, she, she said that she's, you know, it's actually, it's, it's an interesting point that she brings up where there's that whole thing about, you know, not having trans performers and not having, you know, kind of uh, drag Kings and all of the, you know how, you know, on Dragula, they have, they, they just are open to anyone who wants to apply for the show. Mm-hmm. I feel like Bobo's platform at this point was to talk about how she kind of, wants to give them a voice or anyone who is not necessarily a, you know, a gay man doing drag, which I thought was, I, I really, I like her stance. I'm just. Flawed. Know, That's a fl- but yeah, it's flawed. It's, 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 tough it's like, well, you also are just like a, a, a gay man doing drag. So it's like, okay. But it, I did learn something which I've never learned before, which is the term AFAB, which is um, assigned female at birth is the, is the term when she said AFAB performers. Oh yeah. I did. I didn't, I didn't pick up on that. Good to know. Yeah. So there you go. So yeah, I, I think I, I really actually do appreciate genuinely what her, her message is. I just feel like maybe it was something that didn't get shown in the show. So it was lost. Yeah. In terms of its impact a little bit. I also think, you know, as someone who is a real expert and ambassador of USPs, I do think she's not, 
this is very all over the place this brand what she's yes. trying to put out there it's basically like i'm i want to be i want everyone to everything to all to everyone to everything i'm like just you got to be specific let's be honest yeah. rita baga is a bit older she's a bit of a legend she's french priyanka is younger she's got her heritage and she's basically a pop star so like just yeah. you, you've got to be more specific moving yeah. on to priyanka why should she be crying kansas first drag superstar she you know this is once again a real michelle obama moment where like she was just giving like a gorgeous acceptance speech of glory. It felt I felt like oh she's yeah. is this the end of the episode? Has she won? And you know she <laughs> she talked about you know she's had success, she's had fails in the competition, but she got back up. And when she performs, you know she wants people to forget about their lives, and she wants wants people to make make them feel loved. And and if people when they're watching her, if they've got no one else in their life supporting them, no one else to turn to, they've got her just watching her on stage. They know they've got her. I was like, Oh my God. Yes. I hundred yeah. percent believe this. And you're right. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. It, she just, it's, it's hard, especially, you know, not to bring our own heritage into this, but like being British, sometimes sincerity is quite hard to, take and hard mm. to listen to um especially on tv because we're so kind of cynical and that's our whole kind of the way that we're brought up so sometimes on these shows when you reach this moment it can be a little saccharine and kind of a bit like oh you know i appreciate what they're saying but sometimes it's quite hard to like fully hear it because you're kind of like oh whatever but Pranko's so adept at yeah treading that line between being sincere but also truly getting like a very solid point across yeah so yeah so i just i couldn't agree more with what she was saying you know right moving on they <laughs> trotted backstage and uh as producer brie has written here the eliminated queens are back looking gorge <laughs> so this was a strange moment because obviously you know we're used to the finale episode is where you get to see the queens return like the live finale so they do that you know the runway moment where they all come out and show off their look for the first time so normally in the live finale that's the first time you see the returning queens coming back and you see their looks for that thing and, and you get you get like a full exciting. you get like a full length like yeah. one at a time you get to see what exactly. they're wearing whereas they decided that for this one to instead of like just saving it for that they were like actually it's worth doing a kind of an untucked you know, untucked workroom moment where the queens can all talk. And actually, I think they made the right decision because I loved this little moment of them all being back together. What do you What do you think? Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Although, let's be honest, listeners, if you've been listening since the beginning of this podcast, I don't remember who anyone is ever. I I really struggled here. I was I don't remember <laughs> who half these faces and wigs are. Um, but oh shout God. out to some of my favorite looks. Kiara, I thought looked utterly stunning in yeah. that red look and Jimbo Jimbo stealing the show as oh, some we, sort of like wait, birthday gremlin what let's wait till we get to the runway section because we need to talk, just do, let's do a quick recap of the untucked section of okay. them all together okay so then I, we I can do excited I got over excited yeah. sorry girls sorry girls okay what so, happened here so they walked in and they were obviously making they were like the, the the brief here is look angry and annoyed that the queens are coming back into the workroom so it was lots of like shing noises and people being like oh and then obviously they do that thing where they walk in and they're all like hi so it was the lovely moment where they all got to kind of be together and congratulate the top three but then also reflect on a few little little key pieces of moments throughout the the season so um 
there's a lovely little bit where you know Priyanka says like oh is anyone surprised that we're in the top three and Tayomi like raises her hand <laughs> which I thought was funny and uh, you know that Alona says she thought Jimbo would be in the top three over Priyanka which I was like oh interesting okay mm-hmm. would have said Scarlett but I know that she's your friend so that's why you didn't say it mm-hmm. and you know they, they have that discussion about Rita Bagger being a witch because she predicted that everyone in that group from the lip sync challenge would not make it to the final <laughs> 100% and then Juicebox was asking all about um Snatch Game like oh wait a minute I wasn't there for that who won you know did, did Priyanka did you win and Priyanka's like oh god no I didn't win trust me <laughs> so it was yeah it was so fun because we forget that they haven't watched any of the season by this Actually, point that's what i liked it was all just like it, it felt very real and that's when they cut to um they cut to tainomi and she, she's like i told you not to do miss cleo <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of that weird moment with kine where they asked her were you being a bitch for television um i don't know i just he, here's the thing and i'm gonna say something that isn't very maybe not so nice i don't think kine was trying to be a bitch i just don't know how intelligent kine is i i mm. I, I wonder if like kine i don't know maybe i'm maybe i'm i'm off kilter I, saying that but i am in idaho so i'm off all over the place what oh, are your thoughts? mountain time, mountain um, time. I, I was i think i think she fumbled the ball a little bit to use the sports term because you know i love sports i think i don't she fumbled think the, I, wait a minute, I don't think fumbled the ball is a phrase is it yeah, Fum- I'm googling it right now. I don't know if you can hear my fingers. Just fumble. Oh shit! It's a phrase. It's already come. Yeah, I'm, I was gonna say I'm, I'm gonna wait no. for the absolute indication. I know exactly I've, that. I've also I'm seen right. fumble the bag. Anyway, sorry. Tell me about fumbling the ball. Tell me about the sport game. I thought at. she fumbled the ball because she they set her up perfectly to do a funny joke at that point and to kind of make light of it and turn it around and be like, you know, be like, yeah, I was meant to be a bitch because all of you are, you know, you know, bitches yourself. I don't know. Just do you know what I mean? It was just. Mm. It was the right but- Make it and turn it into something but she because she hasn't seen the show she just was like oh i wasn't trying to be a bitch but and then actually the thing I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump in i'm gonna jump in and i'm gonna pick up that ball that you fumbled with because going back to what i said i think if she were intelligent if she were super on it and with it without having seen the season she would have killed that and turned it into a good moment and i don't think she has that ability and hey that's why she didn't get very far in the competition yikes okay and then I thought that this was a very generous moment from Priyanka where she just basically talked about Juicebox and was saying like that she was an incredibly talented queen and that her legacy is not to be the first person voted out of Drag Race Canada. It was very sincere and kind of, she didn't need to do that. Like it wasn't. No, she didn't. But you know, she's, she's look, as you and I know, because we've been in multiple seasons of Drag Race, you know, sometimes we fumbled the ball. Sometimes we've flown with the wig to use another sports term. Um, she just didn't do well in the competition. Maybe she is phenomenal and it just wasn't the right time for her. Or maybe she's not good at being in a reality TV show. Yeah, that's that's the thing. There's, there's always that inherent difference between, yeah, exactly, being on a TV show and being a drag queen that entertains people. That's two hugely different things. Anyway, so they, they they give them all their own little kind of personal moment with their own their own person, don't they? So obviously Lemon like talks to Priyanka and says like, oh, I'm very proud of you. And, you know, I'm, I'm this and that. And Ilona does her like sissy BS with um with Bobo, which is nice. And then uh, <laughs> and then Kiara does a, a, just a full French speech to uh, Rita Bagger that no one can else can understand. And I really appreciate that they did not take that time to make a joke about people not understanding it. They just let it completely sit there as a normal moment which i thought was really nice yeah but you know what we're missing what 
Oh, actually, I forgot we're missing a couple of things. Well, I feel like we had a lot of cutaways to Jimbo just drinking that drink like, hmm? So yeah. I, I I wasn't for I weirdly didn't feel a lack of Jimbo maybe because also she went just she went away just last week, but yeah. where was Boa? Boa she, Boa said a couple of things. Did she? She, was, she I tell you who was not in it and did not say a single word in this episode and the return was Anastasia Anakwe. She was standing there in that gold kind of oh, yeah. Egyptian like Egyptian goddess outfit and she basically was just standing I think it might have been a statue of her that they wheeled in for that moment I think she must have had to leave the set early that day or something because she literally stood there frozen and did not say a single word you're so right I'm just having a look at it again right now also it must be very tiring standing everyone else is sitting down but maybe she couldn't sit down in that outfit well that that outfit felt like it was made of like kind of Egyptian goddess armor like and like it needed to like go like chink chink clunk 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 so she could sit down also, I love how she's dressed like she's won the show with like yeah. like a giant crap. I mean, that's bold. Good for her. Yeah, she looked amazing. Well, shall we shall we just get to talking about those everyone's look when they're returning? We gotta because do it. We gotta we've reached do that it. Point. All right, let me just get my get my let me get my little thing open. Hold okay, on. Okay, brace yourselves, ladies and gents, and everything in between, because we're almost at the end of the episode, but we do need to just talk through each and every look that stomped down that runway in that final re- reprise, reprise? What are we calling yes. it? Yeah, it's a reprise. <laughs> reprise. Okay. Hit me, Fraz. So, Juicebox. Do you want to start? Juicebox is first in this kind of psychedelic gown with like a purple trim at the bottom and matching purple hair. I like this. It's very Xtina. Xtina does a Vegas show. I've also sent you a text of Juicebox in and out of drag. I just want you to have a look at that because it's kind of shocking. Okay, I'm opening the text. Listeners, I will. Whoa! Juicebox is quite quite attractive. Yeah. Who knew? There we are. I thought, I thought, he, I thought he, as out of drag, would be a lot younger and like twinkier and kind of more annoying looking, but he's very hot. Got, got, got Fraser's endorsement there. Yeah. 100%. So yeah, that's, yeah. Xtina doing like a Vegas show, solid. Next up is Kine doing kind of like a dynasty meets the sound of music. Which look was this again? Kine, the blue, the blue dynasty oh, number. yeah, I just, I was a bit confused by that look. It felt like a challenge where someone had gone to like a charity shop or a Goodwill and got a dress and sparkled it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It felt, it felt specific and not just like general glam yeah it felt like a challenge yeah not a not a it wasn't great it looked cheap let's move on anastasia not quite yes wearing that kind of like gold egyptian goddess again exoskeleton situation that a button could be pushed and she could fly away and maybe attack everyone like a giant golden eagle yes 100 like a transformer like an egyptian eagle transformer ready to go she looks stunning like Mm -hmm. absolutely stunning those nails she thought everything through from fucking head to toe in that look. Next up, Tangami Banks. Oh, I love this outfit. I love her hair. I love her outfit. It made me a little, it kind of was a little bit of a jab. Obviously, everyone doing Wakanda Forever is always a little like, oof. It's really like sad in the light of everything that's oh, going yeah. on. So, yeah, it's just really sad. But I, I thought this was an absolute serve by Tainomi. What did you think? Uh, me- medium for me. Yeah. Fine. A medium serve, just medium a light serve. serve. Just a light serve, just like, oh, not too much. Just a little yeah. bit, just not too much for me. Um, I, know, I know the next one is a full serve for you, right? Yeah, Kiara came up next, full red. She's just, 
she's just gorgeous. And yeah. I just like it really, it, I find it very memorable. It really stood out it, it, when they come back again, you know, I'm all about brands and USP. You've got to think of something that is really will make you stand out. And for me, red, it was just red in the same way that lemon will get to her always dresses in yellow. Like I just, yeah. I was there for it. And smart. I, it gave me real shades of when, Ni- uh, when Naomi Campbell did her single, do you remember that? And it was all like kind of, she was in like the desert wearing like all that kind of jingle jangle stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Next up was Boa trots out and she's wearing a sort of long, um, iridescent, bedazzled evening gown. It's fine. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's very much a, a final episode, I guess. Yeah. And it's very much Boa's kind of vibe and style, which is kind of not, not elevated and not expensive, but fun and fun to look at and like a visual treat mm-hmm. although when she turns around that is a, a dodgy zipper she's got going on there it's like a black <laughs> zipper that isn't quite right yeah. and then next up was alona verley doing her kind of native look which i thought this was i thought this was beautiful I, although i feel like there's been some controversy controversy can't remember which one people say in what country because i don't know who i am anymore and there's there's definitely been some controversy about this dress and the fact that she might have stolen it from someone yeah i don't quite understand the controversy i was trying to get up to it on our discord shout out to the discord crew um but uh, i believe like uh, a, a more legendary drag queen lent something to her and she maybe repurposed it i don't understand either i can't get into it moving on lemon Yep, stunning, love it, great. She looks like she's in like a 1950s movie about like a child or perhaps an old woman, I don't know. Ah, again, <laughs> on brand, all in the color lemon, all those kind of bonny kind of uh, starfish, not starfish, jellyfish tendrils jumping around on stage, coming from her outfit, loved it. Next up, Jimbo. I mean, this was, I thought this was fantastic. Yeah, phenomenal. Just, she looked like a big, a big like cake and then revealed herself to be like some kind of birthday slut and then just like slutted around in it looking so amazing and then just threw the whole birthday thing just off stage and a real like she literally just like went it was was a heave that was some heavy material and shoved it it off stage (laughs) they cut to like Alona and Alona's just laughing at her just like throwing off and also because everything like her hair was like a the brightest acid yellow of all time. Often when you were watching the final um, three-way lip sync, you just, you could see her glowing like a kind of atomic something going on in the background. <laughs> I loved it. It was, just, it was a great way to come back. Then talking about coming back are three final top three queens of Drag Race Canada season one. Out they came. Yes, and they get it gets revealed that they're going to be lip syncing to Love Inc. You're a superstar. Well, Throw your head up. Ha ha. Scum on the move. But also, they're told that all three of them are going to perform. Yes, this is uh, that's standard behavior. It's fine. They knew it was coming. Oh, really? Is it, does this always yeah. happen? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, but wait, it not, doesn't, doesn't... Not, every, not, not every time. Not not be, it's because they don't because they do those live finales now, which is all about different combinations lip syncing. But when it comes to the final episode where they do the the music video challenge and then it ends, they always do a lip sync all three of them. Pretty much. All together at the same time. Yeah. Oh, okay. Again, yeah. again, listeners, 
they not... just they they always make them do it to the they normally make them do it to the song that they recorded the music video or they recorded the thing for because the, the whole traditional thing for a really long time was the, the, the final three being in a rupaul music video with rupaul yeah and then they would come out and they would make them lip sync as, as all three of them to that song so you know it's not that's not set in stone but that does happen a lot okay okay roll that stone away it's not set fine i was not shocked but what did you think of this this last little number because i think you alluded to this earlier but well first of all song choice how does this song make you feel it makes me feel like i'm 15 maybe 15 years old and this song come out it came out in 1999. I I tried to look up look it up on uh, Apple Music, and it's it's on a compilation called Hold the Line. Oh, wait a minute, 1998, June 1998, yeah. it came out. Oh, I do it is Canadian Canadian Eurodance group Love yeah. Inc. Yeah, this made me feel like I was going to the Unders Disco. For uh, yeah. all listeners of all ages out there, the Unders Disco is when you're under 18 in the UK and you get to go to a disco and you're like 15. You can't drink, but it's the Unders Disco. And you just kind of, everyone just drinks before they go there. So everyone's just drunk on vodka. They stole from their parents' uh, alcohol cabinet. And then you can't drink for the whole rest of the evening. So you actually start getting a hangover at like 10 o'clock where you're like, oh God, I'm so, I'm so hungover. Anyway. And that's the time the Andrews Disco closes. But this is such a good song. I didn't, I, I completely forgotten the song and it is so draggy. Yeah. And actually I looked up the video and I feel like just on a personal note, the video would be like, it's very like how I imagined you would have concept a video when you were that age oh it's basically it's this like fabulous diva woman and they've done her up like she's in like a tank girl and she's kind of like it's all very modern kind of futuristic i think i think you'd like it okay. but bear in mind i'm talking about you as a 15 year old would have done that not now got it so don't be insulted got it so what did you think of the the lip sync here's the thing so this final lip sync first of all I appreciated that the off-the-rack, ill-fitting number that uh, Scarlet Bobo was wearing, she ripped it away. I appreciated that a lot. Now, she hasn't had to lip-sync throughout the whole season, so for me, it really felt like she was pulling out all the tricks, and it's the right time to do it, but it's almost like she had all this pent-up energy, and she was just flinging it around on stage. I also appreciated that when she did strip off that ill-fitting off-the-rack number, from ASOS, shout out to producer Brie, although she looks gorgeous in her ASOS numbers, <laughs> yeah, I should say. She's, she's not ASOS. <laughs> um, when she ripped off, she did end up looking like um, a bit like a, a Britney Vegas later years. Like 2016 onwards, Britney in Vegas had an outfit just like this. Yeah, it yeah, absolutely. I, I felt like she did she did a really good job of pulling out the, the all of the stops and doing the things that make people kind of gasp and gag when it comes to a lip sync and but yeah because she hadn't done that before and they gave her a lot of like whip cracks and mm. you know, like shing noises she got a lot of them in it because she did she did a good job she did a very good like physical job but then unfortunately i feel like priyanka did a lot less, but was also a lot more captivating to look at. Priyanka's very good. It just she could stand still and just yeah. do one thing with her face and like a shoulder, and you'd be captivated. Whereas yeah. Scarlet Bobo's less nuanced than that. She's yeah, she just she. Do you know what? She's not she's not Canada's next drag superstar. It's it, it for me. It was a little reminiscent of not completely, but a little reminiscent of a very classic lip sync where. It was Latrice Royale and 
uh, Kenya Michaels and the song was Natural Woman by Aretha Franklin. And, you know, Latrice just chose quite rightly just to stand still and just sing Natural Woman by Aretha Franklin and did like the most stunning, like just lip sync, like very, she just didn't even move. She just stood and like emoted. And then Kenya Michaels did like a full like ballet, like interpretive dance routine, like around her. <laughs> and it just looked, it, it looked absurd. It looked, it looked beautiful and absurd at the same time. And this had a little bit of that where I felt like, yeah, Priyanka was doing the, the perfect emoting. And then Bobo was kind of just like, Wah! And then Rita Bagger was just kind of somewhere, somewhere knocking around. I did like the way she did that very like subtle, like shimmy reveal to the fact that she was wearing just trousers underneath that Princess Fiona leg. <laughs> and she did it in such like a Rita Bagger way where she was just like, oh yes, look, I am wearing the trousers and now you will look at them. Just like her exo, her lower exoskeleton just slipped off to reveal them. Yeah. And now I will show you how Princess Fiona would go from uh, <laughs> something glamorous to something more practical. Uh, I will shout out Priyanka when she was whipping her hair around in a circle. Oh, yeah, I love that. Using your hair as a full, like, a kind of lasso to whip around your head is a very good choice. At the end of this, I was exhausted. Much like them, they were all just, like, spent. And it was very triumphant. They all had a... They held hands at the end. That was gorgeous. They, all three of them joined hands and like stood with all their hands raised up high. I thought that was lovely. Shout out to the props department. Um, when the judges were doing their final votes, I did I did spy some pink glittery cards that they were passing around. Oh yeah, I've seen those little cards before. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised we haven't seen a bedazzled sharpie with them writing on it. Oh, that sounds gorgeous. Get me one, please. Yeah. yeah. So. The winner um, was receiving a 100,000 Canadian dollars, a year's worth of hotel stays from Hilton. <laughs> don't, know what, don't know what year I feel like that's going to be. We need to really just take a small second to really acknowledge how weird that prize is again. We did it at the beginning. We'll do it again now. A year stay in a Hilton hotel is very strange. Can you stay in it for a whole year? Could you move to a Hilton hotel? I don't know. Okay, let's move on. That's a really good point. During COVID, you know, say for example, Priyanka's stuck in Toronto. She gets rid of her apartment (laughs) for the year and she just moves into like the the Toronto Hilton. It's like The the Shining. She's just alone in in the the Toronto Hilton, just like riding around on her trike being like, well, no one else can come at the hotel, but I get to live here for a year. So the winner was announced. Yes, and much like my mum tried to spoil to me by messaging me this morning saying Priyanka won. The winner was Priyanka. And she said, I'm living proof that hard work pays off and that even when you make mistakes, you can still be a winner. For the kids watching at home, I know you used to watch me somewhere else, but now I'm here at Mama's home. And Uh one more thing. What's my name? Wait, and just going back one second, Laura York, your mother, has been watching Canada's Drag Race. Hell yeah. My mum has been like, oh my God, she calls me all the time and tries to me and her talk in great detail about, she, Priyanka was my mum's favorite. She said she, it's, she's been her favorite from the absolute start. So I think that's why she, I did call her and say, you're very lucky that due to international time zones and the fact that you didn't realize and the fact I had watched it before you that I did know who had won, but you shouldn't just do that. But anyway, yeah, she, yeah, she loves Priyanka. So we talked about how she was the, the only person that could have won this whole show. 
So me and my mum were both very happy. <laughs> yeah, she, now she's been watching the whole thing. She loves it. Bringing families together. Oh, my mum loves all this shit. She loves Real Housewives and Drag Race. Me and her have a lot to talk about. It's great. <laughs> she loves all this shit. Love that. <laughs> so how did you feel at the very end? I felt really, really happy, actually. I think that going into the episode, I thought that Rita Bagger was going to win. And actually, the way they put that episode together, it did a really good job of proving that actually Priyanka deserved to win the most. Yeah, completely. Don't you think? I completely. I mean, I do think that this has been a great season because there have been ups and downs. I I didn't predict the, the top three. Uh, I got it wrong. And, you know... Between Rita Baga, Priyanka, maybe Lemon and Jimbo, really, with a few twists and turns, any one of them could have won. I'm so happy Priyanka won, but any one of them could have won. I think much like Drag Race UK, Canada has been untapped in terms of drag um, talent. And therefore, this season has been really phenomenal in terms of the level of talent. I've, I've enjoyed watching this not just because we've been doing these recaps, but I've enjoyed watching this more than I've enjoyed watching the past like three or four, maybe five seasons of Drag Race US. Like just hands down, just feels way more real and the stakes feel realer and everyone feels like they're being far more genuine. It's just there's something about that refresh of a, of a new place that just, much like with the UK one, it just makes it like a pleasure to watch. And also some other other things. Let's just do a list of other things that made this a pleasure to watch. I mean, shout out to the office chairs in the studio. Shout- oh, are we going to do we're gonna do a full rundown of who we're shouting out to? Okay, yeah. yes, the office chairs. Okay, well, I, I've said office chairs. You go next. I'm going to shout out to the studio ceiling that studio we've seen. Ceiling. Shout out to the chili, chilio, chilio, chili studio um, lack of AC or maybe too much AC. Uh, shout out to the sound effects department and the Foley artists that have worked behind the scenes of this season, making it amazing. Oh, shout out to the art department. Remember those glittery sleds hanging on the wall? Uh, the, I mean, the, the the pink glittery card I just talked about. The the roots the the roots beaver. Shout out to that. And you know, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm just going to make it a little sincere for a second. But I would say shout out to the judges and to the contestants because it's been very fun to watch. And also shout out to our many, (laughs) many guest judges for this season. Who can forget um, Thingy McThingison from Shadowhunters, your style icon. style icon. Who can forget... um... 24, you know, she's the only person whose name I can remember off the top of my head. Who was that? Say, Say their name. Alicia Cuthbert from 24 and ending. Yep. Shout Um, out to, remember Canada's answer to to Roseanne Barr? Remember her? Yeah, 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 yeah. The woman who like interviews celebrities dressed as Xena Xena Warrior Princess. Um, Not not to forget uh, Tom Green. (laughs) Drew Drew Barrymore's ex boyfriend, Tom Green. Tom Green. The only thing I know. Tom Green's, remember he had his shout out to his uh, childhood uh, photo that his mum texted in. Remember that? Yes. Um, and then I'm struggling to remember the name of the woman from The Handmaid's Tale, but she was my favourite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> remember her? Wait a minute. Absolute- and, shout, and shout out to our, our new favourite pop star, Ali X. Of course. Oh. Absolute queen, dressed like Princess Leia, <laughs> Princess Leia in a mental institution. <laughs> loved, loved, loved uh, Ali X. Um, oh. 
So yeah, and I'm going to do one more. Well, actually, I'm going to do two more shout outs. Shout out to producer Bray. Thank you as ever for all your support throughout all of this. Uh, shout out to Joe and everyone at Afterthought Media. And I'm going to do a shout out to you, Fraser. Oh, you shut your stupid face. Shout out to you too. Ah, right. We should. Oh, we don't like being genuine. It's horrible. We should finish this shit up. That's going to do it for this season of Canada's oh, yeah. Drag Race recap. Um, this episode was produced by Brie Weiss. And Ooh. hey, we should say if you like hearing our voices, do give our podcast a listen. It's called "You're Welcome America," spelled "You Are Welcome America." It's on all the pod shops. We've got a new episode coming out soon. We talk about British and American pop culture. We do it. We go deep. All the all the all the little kind of reference points and kind of meanderings you've heard today. Imagine that in a full app. Yeah, get excited. Oh. So, for myself, I'm going to say goodbye. Yeah, me too. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Yeah, just want to say as well, sashay away. And also, you're welcome. <laughs>